Om Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 10, Text. Is it 21? <coughs> Bhavanti Purusha Loke. Bhavanti Purusha Loke. Is that the right? Huh? Twenty. Okay. Oh. <coughs> Canto seven, chapter ten, text twenty-three. Srimad Bhagavatam. Pitriam chastanam atista. Pitriam chastanam atista. Jathaoktam Brahma Vadibhi Jathoktam Brahma Vadibhi Maya Aveshyamanastata Maya Aveshyamanastata Kuru Karmani Matparaha Kuru Karmani Matparaha Pitriam Chastanam Atista Jatha Jathoktam Brahmavadivi Maya Vesha Manastata Kuru Karmani Matparaha Pitriam Chastanam Atista Chatoktam Brahmavadivi Mayavesya Manastata Kuru Karmani Matparaha
paternal. Cha also. Stanam, place or throne. Atista, sit upon. Jata uktam, as described. Brahmavadhivi, by the followers of Vedic civilization. Mai, unto me. Aveshya, being fully observed. Manaha, the mind. Tata, my dear boy. Guru, just execute. Karmani, the regulative duties. Matparaha, just for the sake of my work. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shri After performing the ritualistic ceremonies, take charge of your father's kingdom, sit upon the throne, and do not be disturbed by materialistic activities. Please keep your mind fixed upon me without transgressing the injunctions of the Vedas. As a matter of formality, you may perform your particular duties. Purport, when one becomes a devotee, he no longer has any duty to the Vedic regulative principles. One has many duties to perform. But if one becomes fully observed or fully devoted to the Lord, he no longer has any such obligations, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.41. Devarshi bhutatma ninam pitrinam nakinkaro nhayam rinichara rajan sarvatmanayas saranam saranyam kato mukundam parihittakaratam. One who has fully surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord is no longer a debtor to his forefathers, the great sages, human society, the common man, or any living entity. The Supreme Personality of Godhead nonetheless advised Prahlad Maharaj to follow the regulative principles, for since he was going to be the king, others would follow his example. Thus, Lord Nishingadev advised Prahlad Maharaj to engage in his political duties so that people would become the Lord's devotee. Jad jad acharati srestas tattat devataro janaha sayat pramanam kurute lokastad anuvartate Whatever action a great man performs, common man follow. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. That's from the Bhagavad Gita 3.21. One should not be attached to any materialistic activities, but a devotee may perform such activities as an example to show the common man that one should not deviate from the basic injunctions. So here we know uh, Prabhupada very nicely explained 
the actual duty of the devotees, particularly. Because the devotee already knows, he's very aware, because he knows the Shastra, he is conversed in the scriptural injunctions that performing bhakti, devotion to Krishna, is the highest duty of not only devotee, it's the duty of all human beings is to surrender to Krishna. Just like it says here, surrender to the Supreme Lord. And there's a method for that. And particularly, um, Krishna himself explains in the Bhagavad Gita and the middle six chapters, he explains about devotional service, performing devotional service to Krishna. Because Krishna is the source of everything, that one should serve him as the Supreme. So there's no need for us to separately uh, doing any other activity other than serving Krishna. So he's not entitled to any ritualistic activities that's mentioned in the Vedas. Because that is the whole purpose of the uh, Vedic civilization or Vedic culture, which is to perform pure bhakti. Pure bhakti, devotion to Krishna, is the source of all the ceremonies. So there's no need for him to separately do any other uh, activities that is pleasing to demigod, perhaps. That's what Prabhupada explained in the purport. One who has fully surrendered to the lotus with the Lord is no longer a debtor to his forefathers, the great sages, human society, the common man, or any living entity. But Prabhupada explains the outer duty sometimes we do other ceremonies to show an example that we respect the demigods, we respect the forefathers. But deep down we know Krishna is the source of everything. It's not that we are devotees, we completely negate everything. We respect. At the same time, we know that by performing service to Krishna, one is not required to do any other uh, ceremonious activities that pleasing to the living entities or demigods. But Krishna himself said, he is the source of all, of, of everything. Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo. He says that the demigods and all the uh, uh, emanations are coming, are his emanations, that are his, he is the creator of all. There's no need to separately worship. That's why Krishna himself, when he came, he, he performed uh, his leela by lifting the Govardhan hill, and he encouraged the Brajabhashis of Vrindavan to not worship Indra and to worship him instead. And he not only just said that, he also proved himself that he is the Supreme by performing all these wonderful pastimes. He showed he is Bhagavan. And that's what also explained in the Bhagavad Gita, that he um, showed the universal form to Arjuna, to prove that he is the source of the uh, Matparaha, uh, 
He did for the sake, that's what he says in this verse, for the sake of my work. Krishna, he did that uh, to show others that he is the supreme. Anyone perhaps want to show that they are God, they would have to also at the same time show that he is Bhagavan. So that's why Krishna himself particularly emphasizing that he, he not only said he is God, but he also performed his Leela. Through his Leela, he um, demonstrated that he showed everyone that Krishna is the Supreme. Perhaps somebody want to show he is the Supreme, and that's why he did that. Yeah. You see, um, one, if one is not Krishna's devotee, there are so many things he has to follow. There are 33 million demigods. We, f we find difficult to even please someone from within our own co uh, community or of our own people. What to speak of pleasing all the demigods? So Krishna is easy to please. Because he is the source of all. And sometimes it, it's more difficult to please the ordinary people than pleasing Krishna. Krishna himself is very easily pleased. He's not expecting so many things from us. Krishna says, I, I accept whatever a devotee offers me with love and devotion, even fruit, flower, leaf, or water. See, he is so easily pleased. If his devotee is easily pleased, what do you speak of Krishna? Krishna is most easily pleased. And he himself purposely accepts our service because he is giving us an opportunity to serve him. Not only us, to everyone, to all the living entities. So when we have all the facilities to serve Krishna, that's, that's a facility. That's all, that's all Krishna's mercy, that we can have um, a temple and all the ingredients to serve Krishna. If somebody doesn't have anything to serve Krishna, but from within his heart, he is desiring to serve Krishna. Krishna is equally pleased, actually. That's why he is so merciful. And here that's why Prahlad Maharaj was instructed by Herin, uh, Lord Shingadev. Why? Because Prahlad Maharaj himself, he is anyavilasudasunyam. He is desireless. Prahlad Maharaj is totally surrendered to Krishna. This is the description of Prahlad Maharaj actually. Prahlad Maharaj, he surrendered to Krishna so much so that he was not affected by anything of this material world. He, when he was chanting Hare Krishna, he could sit, chant Hare Krishna in the boiling hot oil. He was not affected by miseries of this world. How pure he was. Imagine. We are afflicted by miseries every day, by the mind. Adhyatmik, adhidav. Adidavik, Adibotic, three types of miseries, we afflict by it every day. 
This is why Prahlad Maharaj, he's a pure soul. Lord Nishingadev appeared to protect Prahlad Maharaj. And he instructed Prahlad Maharaj. He performed service to me. That is your real duty. That's why he says here, without transgressing the injunctions of the Vedas, as a matter of formality, you may perform your particular duties. Dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam. It's mentioned the bhagavat pranitam. Dharma, the actual duty of the dharma, or the, the duty of a devotee, the duty, the ultimate principle of the duty is to please Krishna, is to perform devotional service to Krishna. And Prabhupada always used to say, if somebody have a hundred dollar, then ten dollars already included. So if you worship Krishna, he, he, you, you surpass everything. But doesn't mean we don't respect other living, other living entities or the demigods or, or anyone. Even Krishna, he was uh, showing uh, some uh, externally some lamentation when Bhishma Dev was lying on the bed of arrows. Because Bhishma Dev wanted to see Krishna before he leaves this world. So, how can we fix our mind on Krishna? When we can understand the position of Krishna, when you can develop love for Krishna, then we, we automatically, voluntarily, from within our heart, we want to serve Krishna uh, because we have understood the position of Krishna. You cannot love someone if you don't know them. If you don't have the, their understanding automatically you cannot love them you have to know first so the scriptures are there to explain the supreme personality of Godhead and his position it's not that we, we're talking about love, loving devotional service we're talking about loving someone you have to first of all know who they are before you can, before you can love them so at the same time, a devotee is fully in knowledge. What is knowledge? Knowledge of the physiology, the body, knowledge of the world, scientific knowledge, the universe, knowledge of, of economy. There's so many types of knowledge. IT knowledge, software work nowadays. But this knowledge, what Krishna is explaining, this is spiritual teaching, the spiritual knowledge, the knowledge to, that explains the, the Supreme Personality, the Godhead, who He is, how to serve Him, how to love Him, how to return to Him. And how to love that is the ultimate love of that love that only men for Bhagwan, for God. When you talk about love, the principle of all the principle has to come to the conclusion of love. Everybody wants love. Love me or love someone. We're asking for love. I'm not getting enough attention. Isn't it? Everybody wants a love. Of course, different types of love. You work, so you get paid for it. That's not love. 
He can't wait to get out of your job and go home. If you love, you want to stay longer. That's different. So the Vedic injunctions is that teaches us that love which is beyond in this, this world, this material love. Bhagdamavidati, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that one can know me through devotion. One can know me from loving affection. One can know me through devotional service. Again, service. What does the service mean? When you go to work, we don't say it's service. We don't even say it's duty. He's just doing a job. That's real duty you talk about. Like when you go to war or something, you talk about duty because you do to your country. In India we say duty to your family. And I'm from Bengal, we say samsara Bharadharma, you know, family, duty to your family, respect to your parents. Sometimes here we don't respect parents. As soon as you turn 18, you want to leave so you can do whatever you want to do. And sometimes in India, we love our parents. So duty to the parents, duty to family, duty to the country. We don't say duty to our job and the, and the, and the boss. We don't say that. Because that's not really, you're just working there. But when you talk about the ultimate duty, that is dharma. Dharma, Prabhupada explains, like the, like the constitution. The constitution of something that is, can be taken away. It's substantial. It's eternal. That is dharma. Like water is liquid. You can make water hard by freezing it. But ultimately, the water is water. You can unfreeze it. Then it becomes water again, liquid. The, that principle of liquid, it's, it's always there. It's this constitution. Or sugar, it's always sweet. Salt. So this particular element has its constitution. That constitution, uh, the ultimate constitution of the duty of a human being, of any living entity, is that duty that he has to perform in connection to God. But first of all, you have to know who God is. Then you can talk about duty. So that's what the scripture is, to explain who God is who the Supreme Lord is, and how to serve Him. This is why we're all here today. Let me hear what this guy is talking about, a little bit about philosophy. The philosophy is not man-made philosophy that we can just talk about. Man-made philosophy, whatever it is, Ultimately, everything comes from God, even if you do something fake or untrue. There's some kind of connection, because it's, it's got to be some connection to the ultimate truth. So the ultimate truth that we talk about 
Everyone's just, we say in Australia, you're just um, beating around the bush. Beating around the bush. You talk about the same thing. The real truth is the hardcore truth. That truth is Bhagavatam, the scriptures. We're not talking here something that we're making up. It's very difficult to make something up and so it's not like uh, you get on the stage and you entertain people uh, by making jokes because people are so unhappy you have to make them laugh and, 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 and bring some jokes. But a devotee of Krishna, he's ultimately satisfied with sin because he understands that the pleasure one gets in the deep in the heart, that pleasure is coming from God. By being in connection with God, by being in connection with Krishna, the Supreme Lord. Krishna is the emblem. Krishna is the source of all the happiness. Is here Krishna on the altar? That the the form of Krishna is the form that resembles all happiness. When you have a, some form of someone that he may be holding uh, uh, a pen or holding a knife or holding a club or some sort of um, things that make you work. But Krishna is playing flute. Who in the world goes to work with a flute with his hand? Because Krishna is the supreme reservoir of all pleasure. He doesn't need to work. So similarly, his devotees that are connected with him, everything that we do for Krishna is also connected to that happiness. It's a devotional service. We work very hard. But how you can say, you chanting Hare Krishna, you, 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 Krishna is just playing flute and you guys are working so hard. Previously people used to say, you guys, Hare Krishna has done work hard enough. Get a job. But we work more hard for anyone. So how can we get that happiness while Krishna is just playing flute? That means he's using us to serve him, cook for him, put him in the altar, dress him. No, actually not like that. He is, at the same time, if you can understand this philosophy, why do we get our energy to even function our body? There is this inner energy that emanates from within. Bhumir Aparna Lovayu. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligent, ego. These are the eight elements, Krishna says, that are my creation. So you may say, I am the doer. Who will give you the power to even breathe? So that's why here, if you can actually understand this concept of Bhakti Yoga, the philosophy of devotional service to Krishna, then automatically we can sit here and meditate on Him, fix our mind on Him. And that is not easy to even fix our mind on Krishna. Our mind is flickering. That's why the last couple of years they had the uh, COVID. You know, people were going crazy. They're locked down. 
They can't handle being in one place, in a room, locked in a room. And here we find in the scriptures, the Vedas scriptures, uh, the, the, the yogis, they used to live in the Himalayas, in a, in a cave, in a hut, meditating. Fix their mind, Krishna, fully satisfied. They're not disturbed in any, by any external um, affairs. They're so satisfied. They can fix their mind on Krishna. People here, all over the world, they were, they were completely breaking their head because they are stuck in a room. Quarrel. Fights. But a devotee is totally satisfied. In anywhere, any situation, any circumstance, wherever they are, because they take a shelter of Krishna, because they focus their mind on Krishna. They're not taking anything from outside. Their pleasure is coming from within. That's why they can fix their mind on Krishna. It's very simple. If you look elsewhere, then, then our mind is going to go there. But if you look thin, Krishna is in our heart. And not just in the temple, He is in everywhere. Sarvasya-chaham-ridhishanivishto He is sitting in the heart of all the living entities. So you can meditate on Krishna. Because Krishna, Krishna's devotee, they see Krishna everywhere. Anything that moves, there is a soul in it. That soul is, is Paramatma, Krishna. He's sitting in the heart of all the living entities. Because Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, I am the ability in man. So that's why uh, spiritual life is very dynamic. Because we understand. We understand this Krishna in everything. God in everything. Some people say, oh, I feel lonely. That's if you're not taking shelter of Krishna. You're looking elsewhere, external pleasures of life. Something to make you happy. When you can't find happiness in spiritual life, you, when you can't find happiness in Chani Hare Krishna, when you can't find happiness in the association of devotees, in, in serving Krishna, then you look for external material happiness that ha has a beginning and an end. Temporary pleasures. This is, so this is why there is suicidal in the world. Why is suicidal? Because they, they have nothing to grasp onto. There is nothing they can hold on to. There is no alternative in life. They are looking elsewhere. Among the young people, I've just been in Gold Coast last weekend. You saw the video I posted. Hundreds of young kids came from New South Wales and then they changed a group from Queensland. We are there to sing and dance. Very intensive work. We go there at 6 in the evening and we finish at midnight. Every day singing. A lot of singing, not sitting in bhajan, but full on. To engage those kids. And they felt so happy. You know, they have already a, a program for them in a, in a stage inside. They all came out and they were joining us. I have the videos, singing with us. Almost 99% of those kids are on drugs. 
They're very unhappy. But they loved chanting Hare Krishna. But we also have to be there for them. Engage them. And not just a talk. So the whole process of Hare Krishna movement is to engage people in his Krishna service. That's the definition of love. Definition of love is to, as Krishna says, those who preach my glories are very dear to me. And not just simply sitting here. The temple is here so people can come and see the beautiful form of the Lord. Dress so nicely and appreciate. And then they want to know a bit more about Krishna and the activities we do here. So the whole idea of the Hare Krishna moment is how we can give out this knowledge, spiritual knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam. It's not just for us. This is the month Govabrindas was talking about it yesterday. This month is the we 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 distributing books, Prabhupada's books, and big in, in a massive distribution all over the world. We have we call it the Hare, the book distribution uh, drive or marathon. We're giving these books because it's not ordinary books. We're not going out and giving everybody some uh, mundane sense pleasure books. We're giving knowledge. When you study these books, you'll know, wow, this is what I meant to do. You'll find peace, shanti, happiness. Most of the people that came to Hare Krishna movement from reading these books. What is it that books that you give up all your enjoyment, TV, your girlfriend, your work, just by reading these books? Because these books provide such deep knowledge that you want to take shelter of Krishna. And we are working hard to go out every day to distribute these books. Because the humanity today, the society, full of, full of unhappiness, misery, full of misery, war, disease, all kinds of disease, every day new disease every year, war everywhere, suicidal, We can openly say it, that modern society is leading to total madness. And it is. We can, we, can see, we can see it. You go out there, Monday morning, people are not happy. Train full of people, bus full of people, going to work. And then on the weekend, ah, Monday again. That's not life. So, this is why um, we distribute these books. It's a very serious thing. Human life is meant to understand, to perform our duty to Krishna, duty to our life, duty to Bhagavan. What is our real duty? We're just simply going around, around, around. That's not gonna. And then we die at the end. We're living to die, actually. We're maintaining our body so that one day we can die. We work, 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 build a home, this, that, and then die in the same home. All your belongings and your property will remain here. So everyone's working hard to, to die. Doesn't make sense. So that's why teachings of the Bhagavad Gita, teaching the scriptural knowledge, is to awaken us. Awaken 
to the realities of life. Om Anganantivirandasya. The spiritual teachings teaches us to awaken us, awaken our ignorance from ignorance to light. Look to the light. That's why, you know, I come here not simply sit on this th throne and go babbling around, talk some. No, I'm talking things are essential for us to understand in human life. Just, just think about it. Why Lord Nishingadev told Prahlad Maharaj to meditate, to do your duty and focus your mind on the Supreme? Because that's what he was doing. So he became qualified for God himself to tell him how to meditate on Krishna. So when Krishna sees us a little bit of sincerity, then he from within will guide us, inspire us. All of us devotees, we are inspired by each other. Because that's what Krishna is doing. Krishna is here in this temple to inspire us. Every day he is here in the temple. <coughs> I was thinking to myself, okay, why do I have to sit on the throne every day, play flute? It's going to be so boring. But it's not like that. He is there, but he can move around. He is the supreme. He is in the heart of all the living entities. But he's, he comes in that form to accept our service. It is not, a, it's not a, a mechanical thing. You can mechanically be a materialistic person, but spiritually you cannot be mechanical. You have to be true to yourself to practice dharma, devotional service. To, in order to actually experience love of God, in order to experience ruchi, taste for the holy name, in order to really deeply associate devotees and relish the Mahamantra, relish the service to Krishna, you have to go deeper within and meditate. You cannot be shallow. You see, when the big bird comes to catch the fish, they can get the ones that deep in the water, only the ones on the floating, on the top, on the surface. They the ones, the big fish, they're under the water, deep down. Those, those vultures and, uh, and, and, and birds that, 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 that come to get the fish, they're just swimming on the, on the surface. They get them. So those devotees who are deep relishing the bhakti, love for Krishna, chanting Hare Krishna. So there's a process for everything. That process is, in us, is not something you can, you can just be surfacing around. You have to go dive deep into the process, devotion to Krishna. We can be just around here every day for years and years. But that's all good. But if you can go deeper, really want to make progress in spiritual life, then you have to go dive deeper within. Because the way to focus the mind on Krishna is through hard work. We can't sit, our mind is going gonna to dwell on so many objects. Not easy. 
It's like we speak this for half an hour or 40 minutes. If I go more than one hour, people, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to sit. You're going to think of food, going to the toilet, or this or the other. Start, your knees start hurting, back's hurting, things come in your head, you want to uh, go out of the temple, so many things. What you will do today, tomorrow, mind's going to bring back memories. So these things are externally always challenging us. So he's here, focus your mind. I'm thinking, I'm talking about this, focusing on mind, but it's not, that's not an easy thing to do. Why it is emphasized here? Because that's so difficult. If you ask a, a, a cat or a dog to sit in one place, it's impossible. A monkey. So we human beings, we have the capacity in our body our body is designed in a way that we can practice these things and sit peacefully and listen and understand. That's why human life is meant to cultivate this knowledge and practice. This knowledge is not meant for cat or dog. It's meant for human being. Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. Sakacheti. Krishna says he's my devotee and a friend. Not just anybody in the street. He spoke because he is the most qualified person. So Nishingadev, Lord Nishingadev, God Himself, He spoke. He gave the 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 process or or the a systematic way how to meditate on on on, on the Lord to Pralad Maharaj. Pralad Maharaj was a five-year-old boy, because because his determination to serve Krishna. It's qualified. It's not because of your age or the body. Any age you can perform service to Krishna. Just like now they have, you have to have a um, uh, disciple course to finish your course uh, so you can get initiation. That is all good. But it doesn't say what age. You can, you can, spiritual qualifications it doesn't matter what age you are. That's only a material thing. That's why they have Gurukul system. Young kids, they can generate Krishna. Starts from the childhood times. Komara Asharayatvagyo. One should practice to serve Krishna, Dharman, Bhagavataniha, from the early age. Because when you get older, it gets harder. We can't remember anymore. Our body gets dysfunctional. So when you can start to serve Krishna from the early age, because when the body is working well, that is the time to start. People say, oh, no, no, that's the time to enjoy. Let me enjoy now. Later I'll serve Krishna. This Hare Krishna movement was started by, uh, by one person, single-handedly, Prabhupada. Prabhupada is sitting on the altar. <coughs> and those who helped Prabhupada in the beginning, um, the pioneering devotees. Any society, any organization, any uh, establishment, or any 
uh, business, uh, work, anything, there has to be work. It doesn't come easy. You can sit here, talk about it. It's not gonna, the food is not gonna fall on your plate. Somebody has to pick the vegetables, fruits, cook it, offer to Christian, so many things. So the idea, that's why it says here, devotional service. Service. It's not that we, we are simply talking about it, but the service that makes everything go. Even though we are trying to meditate, we're not simply meditating. We're emphasizing on service. Serving Krishna. Krishna's servant. We're servant of Krishna. People can't sit all day. That's why spiritual life is full of activity. People go to the Himalayas, meditate. That was those days, not nowadays. Only few people actually do that. People, people, people wish to go down there and meditate, and then they come down. They come down here after a while because they can't do it. And then they, have, they start a family and start working, and they come back down here. So that's why our Hare Krishna temple in the big cities, not just somewhere in the mountains. So we can give people an opportunity to serve Krishna. But we ourselves are detached from within. See, so we are accepting all these things on behalf of Krishna to engage this to Krishna's service, to attract people to Krishna. That's what it means. So we do our duty, but ultimately we know that we want to know what, what is pleasing Krishna. It's not that I am a devotee now, then I don't care about my, my parents. No, we equally care for them. We go visit our parents, give them prasadam, give them books. We respect them. And then the, we, when your parents, they see your son and daughter, they're doing so well. They're happy with you. That's what it says here. Perform your duty. Even if it is not that duty to family, that's there, so can, they can do it. But underneath we know, we have to somehow connect. This will please Krishna. Just like I joined the Hare Krishna movement in a very early age, at the age of six in India. But I thought, oh, I don't want to see my relatives. And that's so many years ago. So. Like uh, 30, 40 years later, I say, I want to see my relative. I go back, they don't even live anymore. Passed away and so long ago. We don't have to worry because Krishna will take care of them. When Dhruva Maharaj was on an airplane, he was flying to Vaikuntha in the spiritual world. And he said, uh, before he got on the plane, he says, wait a minute, what about my mother? Because she is the one who told Ruva Maharaj to go to the forest and meditate in Krishna. Because she's initially his guru, first guru. And then they said, don't worry, your mother is already going. It's in the plane, in front of you. 
We don't have to worry. Krishna takes care of everything. Sometimes we are more worried than... We don't have to worry. This is why in Australia they always say, don't worry. You know it. There's nothing to worry about. It's very short term. Suffering is short term. The real enjoyment is, is our actual identity. Enjoyment. Suffering is very less. Nobody wants suffering because our real constitution is enjoyment, is happiness. They always say, how are you? They don't expect you to say, I'm having a bad day. They expect you to say, I'm having a good day. Thank you for asking. Because that is our real nature, to be happy. The, the suffering is very short term, it's temporary. Who can say, give me happiness, I want to suffer forever? Nobody says that. Because we are, our real identity is to enjoy, is to be in happiness, eternal happiness. So the suffering is very short term. We just go through that. You understand? So, whatever you do, be happy in it. If you're not happy, you will give up. This thing, I don't want to be part of it. You see for yourself. Why people joining, sometimes people say, your Hare Krishna movement, we don't have any old people, all young people. I was also young one time, getting old now. But I've been, I joined the Hare Krishna movement as a young age. Because young people are very smart. They're thinking, I have such a long life. I have so much time ahead. What is my duty? I want to know more about life. So they read our books. And all people are thinking, oh, when I was young, I wish I was going to go back. They're, they're dwelling on, uh, you know. You have to think. Life is temporary. Where am I heading? What's the purpose of my being here? Always ask yourself, go deeper in, in our thoughts, in our understanding. It is not just simply living just for the sake of living. It's just living, ha ah, ah, ha ah. And then, like I said before, we're living to die. We're keeping ourselves alive because one day we know we'll die. That is, doesn't make sense. We have to have a purpose. Everything we do, there must be a, a reason. There must be a purpose behind our existence. Why are we here? Why am I not cat or a dog or a tree or a fish? Or some kind of other element? Why am I a human being? Because human being is, is capable going deeper into truth of life. The absolute truth. There's no truth out there. We don't say it's false, but it's temporary truth. We want to talk about the absolute truth. The absolute truth is the ultimate happiness that we're looking for. That happiness you can find in God, in Krishna. Krishna means all attractive. We are attracted to beauty, for example, isn't it? We look at a beautiful girl or beautiful flower or the mother nature, beautiful sky, beautiful day. We are attracted to beauty. Because that is our nature to look for happiness. Things that are beautiful, things that are give joy, things that are positive, things that are very bright 
and beautiful because that's what we are. And look towards that. That's what we belong. We are, we are that. We are that, we are that beauty. Because Krishna is the all beautiful. Akrishta. Krishna means all attractive. We don't want to look somebody ugly or, or we don't even want to look. But something beautiful, everybody gives a double look. Isn't it? Because Krishna is all attractive. That's what Bhagavan means. Somebody who's very rich. He's the owner of all the wealth. We're not the owner of anything. Not even one hair in our head. It will fall off. If we're the owner, why don't it grow back up? Because we're not the owner. He's to give it back. When you came down here, when our parents gave us a birth, when you were born, nobody came with jewelry on and a feather and a hair. We came with nothing. And then when during our lifetime, we get all these things, we think, wow, I got to have more of it. We work so hard. But we came with nothing. Nothing belongs to us. This false ego. You know, Bhagavad Gita says false ego. False ego means you think of something that While you're having it, it's a very short-term thing. It's all in your mind. Like I'm holding this microphone. What do you get out of it? You're holding it. Or I'm wearing this garland. I can live without it. But oh, I wear a garland. You have to respect me. So that, that's an ego thing. There's some, some kind of a feeling that you feel. But there's no tangible happiness. But when you give someone something, they feel, oh, thank you. Where is that happiness? What do you get out of it? But this is a very subtle happiness. A subtle and the subtle, the spiritual happiness. So we talk about meditation. What do you get out of meditation? Let's go out and enjoy. Don't sit and meditate, wasting your time. But when you go out, ah, you you wasting all your energy. So meditation, you're preserving your energy, conserving your energy, your strength. Just like you speak, blah, 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 talk all kinds of nonsense, and lose your energy. So when you don't speak, you're preserving energy. Same with your eyes, you're looking at all kinds of stuff all day. Eyes get drained out of energy. This is a close eyes, meditation, close, look within. They gain more power. Observe silence. Chant only Krishna's name. Krishna can give you more energy. So everything we do, there's the alternative. Not just we are just doing nothing to hold on to. We can hold on to Krishna. It's so wonderful, this Hare Krishna. We simply work, work all day. What for? Because this is what pleases Krishna. This is what we are meant to do. Otherwise, we wouldn't do. So I'll just read a little bit again. After performing ritualistic ceremonies, this, take charge of your father's kingdom. This is instruction by Nishingadev to Pallad Maharaj. 
Sit upon the throne and do not be disturbed by materialistic activities. Please keep your mind fixed upon me without transgressing the injunction of the Vedas. As a matter of formality, you may perform your particular duties. Any questions? Speak into the speaker. Uh, please do not be disturbed by materialistic activities. And uh, nursing the Bhagwan is uh, easy blessing or uh, instructing because Prahlad Maharaj is already at a, as we know, that very advanced level. So, is it a blessing or a, a, a instruction or a instruction for us? This is instruction, blessing. When you say, ordinary people, they ask for blessing, please bless me. But when Krishna speaks, it's all absolute truth. It's beyond blessing. It is blessing. So instruction can come in the form of blessing. So it's like we can, we don't punish people. But sometimes devotees, they see punishment as blessings. So depend how you see. So this is instruction to Plat Maharaj by Nishingadev because Instruction is not just his instruction. That, that's why he says in the purport, whatever a great man does, common man will follow. So this instruction given to uh, Prahlad Maharaj, so, so others can follow his example. You know what I mean? So it's not like someone who is so advanced, they don't need to do their duty. They do the duty even more nicely than others because they're showing an example. It's not that I'm, even God himself, Krishna, he used to wake up early in the morning, meditate on himself because there's no one to meditate. He is the Supreme. But he's showing an example that others have to follow. So he's telling him, He's already pure, pure, but he's doing his duty to show others an example. That's what he said in the corporate. I'll just read to you. One should not be attached to any materialistic activities, but a devotee may perform such activities as an example show, to show the common man that one should not deviate from the Vedic injunctions. Let's see. It's not that I'm a devotee and I don't need to do. You can still go see your parents. You can still uh, talk to people nicely and so many things that, because we're not perfect devotee also. Srila Prabhupada said, when he left this world, he said, uh, make sure that his, uh, his father and his relatives taken care of by ISKCON. He could have said, oh no, I'm devotee Krishna. No. He's still entitled to do his duty to his family. That's a very nice, like that. Any other? I think tomorrow Maharaj is giving class. Devami Maharaj. I have to stop here and because uh, I have other things to do. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.